0: All right, Mom, welcome back to my podcast titled Kyle and His Mom's Conversations at 11.02 p.m. on a Sunday night. So, Mom, how are you feeling right now?
1: I feel great. I feel... Man, I don't know how I feel, actually. I think I need to go to bed again. because Again? Really? You know, I sleep too early. It kind of sucked. I all this girl time playing virtually, my poetry night. Slept through the whole point. Really? But you know what? I have insight, though. So I can take my poetry into You have it. insight. Even though it's my singular poetry insight. What do have insight into? Well, little boy, you're going to keep talking, you're going to let me finish what I'm saying. I have insight to know that you're rude and just kind of interjecting the conversations.
0: It's Black History Month. I don't think you should be talking to somebody like this, Mom.
1: Black History or Black eyes. You want violence? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to give it to you. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously, though. But, um, boy, you're Black every month. Shut up.
0: <laughs> but I'm honoring my history. I've watched 12 Years of Slave 12 times now.
1: Well, that's just foolish. You wasted your time. Did you do it? just... Did you have any practical reason for doing that?
0: Yeah. Okay. I enjoy
1: watching it. Great acting. Okay, yeah, it is. It's lovely acting, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I prefer to watch Django instead of this. It's just so fun. I like watching Roots. (laughs) I'd rather watch Django over 12 years a slave. What's your favorite
0: slavery movie or or film? Like TV show or anything? For me, I would have to say Django. (laughs) I really enjoy that. Django and Roots are my top two.
1: Honestly, what would my favorite slavery movie be? It's not really a slavery movie it it would be tied it's kind of crazy because it's just a weird it's a weird take on something so it would be tied it's it's from the 70s so it'd be tied tied no if you just wait and listen if you you have any patience once again we talked about you interjecting and being just rude as hell i don't know why you're like that it's terrible i don't can you stop i don't
0: know why you're coming at me like
1: this because you won't be quiet and let me finish what i'm saying so stop just don't speak Okay, thank you. Don't say anything. So anyway, so it's kind of a weird take on these two shows. So it would be from the 70s. It's two TV shows. Same person. Same creator of everything. All in the Family and Good Times. Well, I don't know if it's the same creator or not, but All in the Family and Good Times. And um, The Jeffersons. So All in the Family and Jeffersons be the same creator. But if you take those, not two shows, but three shows, and you put them together and you just kind of do a a comparison uh, among the three, just kind of look at them, and you consider some of the things that were going on that are still going on, and while it's not um, a visual slavery, hmm. so to speak, to say, oh, I've got the root slaves and I've got them getting beat on the back in twelve years of slave or anything like that, no, um, yeah, no, no, cool to anything like that, but it's um it's a, it's a modern day take from the seventies, of course, but still, yeah, those would be my favorite slavery shows in my air quotes there.
0: I see what you're saying there, but since we're on the topic of sitcoms and things like that, how do you you feel about this upcoming Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot that they're doing?
1: I don't really know how to feel about it. I want to see it first. I think it may be a a fresh take on the Fresh Prince. I don't know. I really don't know. I'd have to dig more into that so I can't speak intelligently on that right now. Especially at eleven o five p.m. I don't know. Sunday, I think I really February 6th. i I'm not sure about it
0: because I don't. I don't really feel a reason to reboot the show because um, the show ended on such a strong note, like a really beautiful note. Mm-hmm. I feel like having a reboot takes away from that. Mm-hmm. Like you can reboot Sex and the City as many times as you want because it's Sex and the City. It never. It's supposed to end. Apparently, it just keeps going forever. But like certain shows like that, I don't think they need to be rebooted because of how it ended, and it was a powerful ending.
1: Sex and the City is kind of like you know it just keeps going forever, like bowel movements. They bowel movements they they'll cut off at one point, and then you eat something else, and there's another bowel movement. Just not gonna stop, just not gonna stop. That Sex and the City. Not that I'm comparing it to poop, but it just keeps coming. It's um kind of, yeah, it's I think it should I think it should end for real this time like never come back fresh print no sex in the city
0: oh yeah i've never watched it actually i just know it keeps i have
1: back. i have it's it becomes it gets to a point where it's it's everything is so expected and you you know the characters and sure someone may do something a little bit out of character but you kind of saw it coming and oh not just had chicago mode
0: so like what is it about is it like about sex in the city or is it about sex and the city
1: well Actually, it's about both.
0: <laughs> so where, where's the set? Actually, I've because I I, have, I actually have no clue about. I
1: need it. you to watch it, but it's in New York. But you it need to New York. yeah, you need to watch it though. But anyway, but back to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot. I really I really don't have a, a good take on it. Um, I'm sure the reasoning for it is, is purely nostalgic. I'm sure to to bring it back, but I don't really know um, outside of financial reasons why it's um, being rebooted. Financial and nostalgic reasons, so. But, yay. I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, yeah, I just
0: feel like I, I, what I'm noticing is a lot of studios are capitalizing on this era of, you know, black is beautiful and things like that. And I, I don't have an issue with that. I think that's great for my fellow black actors and things, able to get jobs and work like that. But at the same time, it, watching some of it is more of an exploit. Than actually honoring Black voices and showcasing talent like that,
1: because I don't is feel like an exploit. Because it's not because it's a reboot, or why why is it an exploit for you? Oh no, way? I'm not talking I about. Understand specifically,
0: you... Fresh Print.
1: Oh, you're saying that it's an exploit on the particular time, saying I'm going to seize the moment and make money off of. Um, it's 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 like a modern day black exploitation. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: want you to showcase Black actors that's something that needs to be done at all yeah, times yeah but, but continue you, doing it forever don't do it right now because i don't want it to stop after 2024 or
1: five yeah or I, I see like what that. i see what you're saying but and you know what i'm so okay with you know hey you know what great if this is a moment to cease it in like carpe diem for the most of you you know for that if it's going to be that type Seize
0: of the moment i mean th- th- th-
1: okay well a lot of moments because it's the whole day Ah-ha. Ah, ah. So anyway, no, it's I think it's just you're so goofy, but I think it's important to um, to actually yeah capitalize on that time, but if you're if, if you're the capitalist, mm-hmm. make sure that you're taking' an, that you're, that you're um, connecting with the capitalist so that you can capitalize. On the moment as well so don't let just let the moment go by and you're a black actor particularly a black male actor don't let that moment go by and you're not part of that um capitalist moment you know you want to oh, get yeah. you oh, want to
0: capitalizing
1: you want to get your you want to get your bag fanny pack purse, whatever it is you just
0: want to you want to get it full City okay fire, i do not mind me. oh man
1: um, let me you know I'll take the paycheck be the adverse but at the same entire. time
0: i will fight for my people
1: Absolutely, be the adversity hired. But the great part about of when you when you are hired is that not only would you be an adversity hired. I mean, well, not necessarily, adversity. but... What did you say? Adversity? I say diversity. Oh, I thought you said adversity. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, I thought about that. I was like adversity, but yeah. If you want to be the diversity hire, I was just like, let me go back and revisit this. But yeah. So no, seriously. But if you if you're the diversity hire, go for it. Heck, if you're an adversity hire, ha, that's even worse. Uh huh. But no, seriously. If you're a diversity hire, be the diversity hire. But the great part about it is, if you are a diversity hire, you are freaking talented. So that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, you know your craft, and you study, and work hard, and yeah. So I think that's important as well. Let's talk about some music that you've been listening
0: to. What have what what you been bumping recently in your in the car? I don't know. In your yet. Swede.
1: In my Swede.
0: Your Swedish car. My Swedish car. Some music that you've been bumping. Some R&B, some jazz, soul, funk. Got that Erykah Badu.
1: I don't know. I, I today I was listening to good old Bruno Mars and Anderson Paak, little well, Silk so Sonic going on. Yeah, I was having moments. Want mm-hmm. to be fly as me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously though, I, I do listen to a variety of music. So
0: you like the stuff off of my playlist?
1: Yeah, especially when you get yeah, because your 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 playlist is super. Uh, super super diverse I see
0: thank you really I, feel, I feel I feel I feel seen I try to keep it as diverse as possible oh look it's 1111 angel your- numbers I try to keep my playlist as diverse as possible black artists mm-hmm.
1: can we go back to you being seen dude have you seen the size of your head you can't help but be seen anyway go back to your diverse music carry on and I gave birth to you <laughs>
0: You are funny, anyway.
1: Hey, man pees out of me all the way up to the woo ha Oh my god, that's what, that's what I said. I had my stitches didn't heal for days. Okay. Oh my goodness, your mm-hmm. head is your head's been big from conception.
0: Oh anyway, I try to keep my music really diverse and really cool. I have great music taste, actually. At least I've been told.
1: That's um. That's subjective.
0: I don't you just love that song? Come on, Eileen. It's really good, dude. You know what I love? Shout! Shout! You know, with the Icy Brothers part one and two. Uh-huh. Put your hands up and shout. Come on, yeah. yeah it's really good. But, uh, you know.
1: Don't, don't ever do that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I like listening to a lot of music. Have you listened to Le Fleur by Minnie Ripperton? I have. I know, because I play it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I had you listen to Tron Cat by Tyler
1: the Creator. Late at night, too. And I'm like, this is not, this you is not. You
0: absolutely dire uh, Your facial expressions were to die for. You were like, what is. Yeah, that was. You were like, what am I listening to?
1: There were some things going on in that song. We're not going to. The gonna,
0: wordplay was hilarious. It
1: was, it was genius. For, you,
0: for, you, for, for, for me watching your face, it was hilarious.
1: But, but the song itself, I mean, it was just totally, totally genius. Yeah. And.
0: I, since he was in this villain arc,
1: I can appreciate I can appreciate where he was going with this, but vulgar as hell. Yeah, very very vulgar. Genius. He really was. He was a vulgar genius in this song. Yeah. So yeah, he's grown a lot. I, I'll say that much. I'm I'm glad. So I'm, how do you feel about Kanye? I think he's incredibly talented. I think he has his I think he has his struggles, and I think he's going through a lot of emotional struggles right now in the public eye. And it's it's hard to go it's hard to go through things privately, but even even in your own family, you go through things privately, and then you may have some things you announce to your family that are public family public stuff. And you're not even a public figure, but with this man being on a um, not just a local stage, he's on a internet not even national he's on an international stage. Okay, and his life is not private. That has to be really really difficult. It does have to. So I mean. I know people are like, man, he's crazy as heck. He got, he's just, he, his mind is gone. Well, you know what? Maybe it is kind of gone. His mom died. That was one of his best friends. Um, And he's had some... Recent divorce. He, he's, had, he's had relationships and some issues and some... And everything's been so darn public, it's difficult to... And he's a creative genius, so... In which I, I think that's where he expresses a lot of his pain. and And I can understand that and that, you know just let him be that's what i'm gonna say let him be i don't think he's he's not he's not out hurting people in fact i think he's probably a kind soul at heart actually no,
0: I agree. yeah
1: so anyway that's how i feel about Kanye. i think he's an exceptional genius with a kind spirit
0: yeah i, I mean his work is it's always been beautiful and his music has been amazing it, it's always something a treat to listen to yeah i just feel like so many people try to Show him off as a negative human being. Like, well, I'm not gonna say he's just done great things all, every day, but at the same time, I'm not gonna treat him as if he doesn't clear, have clear, uh, some level of uh, bipolar disorder or just other things going on, like in his head, that you know, there's nothing that we can do about it as people on the outside. But we, but well, something that we can do is just, you know, not jump on him. Exactly, and especially things that aren't any of our business. I,
1: I don't think there's a single person on the planet or whatever alternate universe some people live in. I don't think there's a single person who, if if diagnosed, just simply a simple diagnosis, doesn't have something going on. Nobody is free of some sort of what would be characterized as some type of mental concern. No one says you may have to be medicated or hospitalized or anything like that. He may be on a different level of something because he clearly has some other things going on. But again, he's on a public stage, and for all those people saying such negative, negative things, they should probably consider themselves because a lot of people that do you know, that make such comments and and such terrible remarks about people have their own struggles, and they say such things to build themselves up a lot. Then they go back to their little hollow holes after they make their remarks behind a screen or whatever somewhere where you can't really see their face, and they go back into their little holes and just be silent again into their miserable lives. And that's all I have to say about that.
0: Now let's move on to film. I know you watched Prisoners the other night. How did you feel about that? Starring Hugh Jackman and jake gillenhall
1: well because i have this tendency to think out movies before i <laughs> before it ever ends i had figured out what was going to happen and who actually took the kids and you knew i figured it out and you just wouldn't tell me yeah but, i wasn't gonna give you give
0: yeah you,
1: give i you kind of like that. i <laughs> figured it out so for that, the movie was it was it was just an okay movie for me. It was just an okay movie for me. It had it was definitely thrilling. It was definitely thrilling, but it was. Um, I figured out that the man in the store was not buying clothes for kids that he had kidnapped. I figured that out sometime. How did you
0: figure that out?
1: Well because he would come into the store and he would buy clothes, but it wasn't a specific set of clothes that he was buying. He would buy, based on what the the clerk was saying, it was a variety of clothes. And in that town, they didn't have that type of murder scene or kidnapping scene going on. So I figured this wasn't your guy. This was somebody maybe had an art project. He had a different kind of project it was a little different and and yeah he was living out someone else's fantasy from a book clearly but how did i feel about the movie that was the real question um it definitely caught my attention because i was sleepy watching it so it caught my it kept me up and as you told me i was had my own challenge moments at the end where i was just thinking this movie just ended they heard the whistle. He heard the whistle. Mm-hmm. Jake, you heard the whistle. Go stand by the Camaro. But no, it fades to black.
0: That was a Camaro. That was a Plymouth. A roadrunner. I don't mm-hmm.
1: say a Camaro or a fire? It might have been a Firebird. It, fire. it was a firebird. Fire it, fire it was a firebird. It was a firebird. So anyway, um, I'm like, you heard the whistle, Jake. You heard the whistle. Ring, ring. You. Mm-hmm. You heard the pink whistle and then fade to black and no, credits. No, it didn't even fade to black. Cut to black. Just cut to, yeah, it didn't fade. It just cut to black. And that so was even more harsh. How do you feel about and then just Hugh just
0: Jack's, Hugh, Hugh and Jackson I'm sorry, Hugh Jackman's performance and Jake uh, Gyllenhaal's performance. Like, how do you feel like they uh, did, did as co-stars? I think
1: film? they did amazingly. I think they played off of each other amazingly well. I think... Um, that Hugh Jackman showed a lot of, I mean, he plays, he just, he's just a real character artist. Mm-hmm. And I think he really dug into this character quite a bit. And he went to a dark side that you don't always see him go to. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I saw, I've seen this character, I've seen Jake uh, Hall play this type of character before well not exactly this type of character but where he goes into where he's more of a serious mode so i've seen that from him before so that wasn't new but he definitely pulled the character off quite well and seeing him um have more of a forceful side that was kind of cool too
0: yeah now Terrence howard and viola davis were uh kind of like side characters in the film but they were Mm -hmm. still mains i guess yeah how do you feel about the Viola's performance? Because I know you love her
1: snot bubbles. Oh, my God. Viola Davis, she's just, oh, my God. I mean, she was just perfect from crying. We all know she's the perfect crier with the snot. She didn't do snot bubbles. She had snot drippings this time. And she, she did them, you know, like when you're a little kid and you, you get in trouble and you're crying and you lick, and you lick your snot. She licked her snot. That was kind of cool. I was like, oh, Viola, lick those lick, those, lick those drippings. I
0: may or may not have done that before. Dr.
1: So, well, I have. So I, I'm not going to say I may or may not have. I have. However, Terrence Howard, he was Terrence Howard. I mean, and, you hey, know. Hey, man, come on, you know man. It wasn't this a, ain't
0: right, man.
1: <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't right, man. It ain't right. It ain't right, man. But you know what? He he acted. He acted. He acted. <laughs> Woo! He wasn't. No, it wasn't terrible. I will say that it was not a terrible. But I I actually enjoy him. In other, this was not his best performance because
0: it didn't feel natural at all. It
1: just it this it did it did not feel like this was Viola Davis perfect. She I mean she played the she played the she played the perfect, she played played the, she played the perfect she mother. Yeah. she did. She seemed. I mean she she filled this role perfectly. Terrence Howard is a she great. He's a great actor. He felt like I got cast in this role. I'm gonna take it because i'm an actor and i'm a professional and i want to be a perfectionist at what i do but i think he did what he could with that role and it just did not feel it like like you're saying i agree with you it did not feel natural for him and i've just seen him perform in other roles where he really just killed it and it was just you just felt like dude this is you you know, like when you're doing auditions sometimes, and I'm like, that is like so bad. That is not you. Oh, yeah. Be the be the person, that type of thing. He was not the person. He was not believable for me as a crying father. You know? So, anyway. We watched
0: At Fraternity's Gate. What was that? A few weeks ago now?
1: Mm-hmm. With
0: Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. And what was that? Who was this in that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He was in, uh, he played Poe Dameron. I should know this man's name. I don't worry about
1: him. Keep talking.
0: No, but we watched it. You know, you know. Um, and I'm not gonna say it was. It wasn't bad at all. But the 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 Oscar Isaac. Yeah, this movie actually had a really strong cast. It had three strong uh, people in there. Now one of them actually played a minor role. uh, Mads, uh How do you pronounce his last name? Nick. Mickle, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. Mick, Mick, Mickelson, Mickelson. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go with that. I'm hoping that I'm correct. I'm not sure. Yeah. So you got Oscar Isaac and Willem
1: Dafoe. Willem Dafoe's
0: playing Vincent Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac's playing uh, Gauguin. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the noise, but you know I'm trying to
1: get my eggs ready.
0: So mm-hmm. no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <sighs> it wasn't bad. I just feel like it was rushed. The lack of dialogue um, took away from the film, in my opinion. I'm all for great cinematic shots because I'm a sucker for a cinematic shot. But Jesus, fuck. but when all you do is a cinematic shot in the film and that's all you go strong on, I feel like you're taking away from the actual story that you could be telling.
1: Um, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I can partially agree with you on that because I don't think... This, honestly, I don't think there's a lot of dialogue. Ooh, late night podcast make you sleepy, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just sleepy anyway. But I don't think just reflecting on Van Gogh's life, I don't think there's a lot of dialogue to be had, honestly. Uh. So the cinematic, uh, the fact that they were able to make a movie about this and have it done, it was done well because of Willem Defoe and his ability to take that character, I mean, because, heck, I mean. He looks like him. He, pretty much, I mean, it was just incredible based on the pictures that we've seen of, of Van Gogh, you know, the paintings. But I, I'm just like, wow, this was, this was awesome. And I, I thought that it was an accurate portrayal based on what we know about his life. But we don't have a bunch of his conversations, and you can only imagine so much. So I think that it was done well, but it was um, it wasn't like watching paint dry or anything like that, but it was definitely, close to being slow as molasses in the winter time
0: the pacing was hard. Not the, I, I won't say it was not broader, the it was coldest
1: really winter but definitely a cold winter with molasses so right. it's going pretty slow yeah,
0: Really poor pacing
1: yeah so it wasn't bad it wasn't bad and I don't I don't think the the, the, the cinematic shots were terrible at all I, I don't think, know they're, I think, yeah they're I think excellent I don't think it was too much and I don't think that I don't think it required more dialogue I think um, it, maybe could have been 20 minutes shorter.
0: I feel like the cinematic shots were trying to put us inside of a painting. I feel like that's what he was going for. Mm -hmm. If that was what he was going for, he didn't do a bad job at it. But I do wish that he would have done that a little less and also focused on how close he was with some of these shots because they look really awkward. I know a lot of these shots were handheld. And I'm all for a handheld shot. But you do it so close up and act such in some really awkward angles that you're not really portraying an emotion through that shot. But what you are portraying is a really bad looking shot that looks unproportionate and makes the actor not only look bad in the frame, but as somebody who's watching this watching this and trying to, you know, stay engaged, it's difficult.
1: We talking about
0: Van Gogh. He was not the best looking man, from what we saw. So I don't care what kind of angle he you do. He just gonna get a no, up not there. just Van Gogh, but like a lot of the um, a lot of the shots were just strange and shot poorly. Okay. Overall, I give it a seven out of ten. Well, thank you. Yeah, out of ten, what would you give it? One to ten.
1: child. I'm going to have to
0: roll along with the sevens, too. Lucky yeah. seven. Um, Oscar Isaac did a great performance as... They both
1: performed...
0: Okay, hard. the strong suit of this film was only because they had Willem Dafoe and Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah.
1: That's, that, that, that's it. That's the only
0: reason. Without the two of them, this film would have tanked mm-hmm. in literally the first five minutes. Well,
1: that's the only reason I watched it, you know, and I was just like, man...
0: Awesome. Yeah, anybody else playing Vincent would have been like, okay, I'm to...
1: Honestly, I don't think if, you know, without having an interest in please don't touch my eggs. Thank you. <laughs> Conduct this uh, podcast. I'm here trying to <laughs> fix my eggs and you're messing with stuff. <laughs> Terrible chat. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Your audience will know that you're awful. But anyway. I think that I think that if people and clearly people are definitely intrigued with uh, Van Gogh's life, I think that was also a major pull to be able to watch this. Yeah, product you know film. So no, I agree. Had, had, had there was no had there not been interest in uh, Van Gogh's life, I don't think this would have been developed.
0: Just, you know, he was an interesting person. True. Well, that was fun. Well, <laughs> that was a good podcast. We covered a lot. We talked about black people, slavery films, films um, in general, we talked about prisoners and at Eternity's Gate. It was a good little podcast talked about Kanye being in the public eye, how that needs to be talked about more in, in a positive light, and actually reflect on what people are really going through and not <clears throat> just assuming the worst of
1: everybody. You know, people are kind of in a hate, a lot of people are in bad places right now, and their own issues are uh, challenging. Challenging, not just challenging, but it's challenging them to be better—not to be better people, but it's challenging them to be the worst. Yeah. Not even, not even challenging them to be their best. Yeah. And which is not good. Yeah. Generally, you know, you have those challenges. You know, let's see the be, be the best you can be, be the be the best whatever you can be, and people are not doing that. been pretty horrible, actually.
0: Oh, yeah. I think COVID has really changed a lot of people's mentalities on how they should respect other people.
1: Actually, I hear you. I don't even know if it's changed. I think it's actually given them a green light to behave the way they would have behaved anyway. Yeah. I don't think it changed the darn thing. It's who, it's who people are, who they are. Yeah.
0: On that, that note, let's go ahead and close. And I want everybody listening to continue being who they are, if that is a positive thing if it's negative i wouldn't really just say keep being a negative person but you know go out this week go hit the gym go breathe some fresh air get a dog or something i don't know
1: only if you're going to take care of it
0: yeah only if you're going to take care of it don't, don't don't get it as something that for emotional support that you're not going to support don't it
1: don't so uh
0: yeah but <laughs> that was a great great conversation that me and my mom had. Happy that you guys were here to listen to it, and we'll be back with you next Sunday.